T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. Oh boy, there's nothing greater than doing News on the Rocks because no matter what you're doing, yes, you have to start with a drink, right? <laughs> Here we go. This is Stolichnaya Blueberry Vodka. Katie's drinking wine. I'm drinking white she's a wine. child. This I is really ch- quite nice. <laughs> it is. It is nice. It needs to like be softened by sparkling yeah. water, but it's really good. Or gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You need For another serving our, of this. All like, my Presbyterian <laughs> friends out there. Gasoline. <laughs> mm. I wonder. I wonder if. This is a horrible thing to think. Are people drinking more now? Oh, oh, hello. Of course they are. Really? Yeah. I mean, they say liquor sales are... Yeah, I already started started (laughs) a little early. Um, Liquor sales started just climbing as soon as we had to, like, Lockdown, yeah. especially because for for a variety of reasons, they considered um, liquor stores essential. Essential. Yeah. Um, part of that has to do with the fact that if someone drinks excessively and suddenly they are cut off, the withdrawal the withdrawal can be horrifying, and they need sometimes to be hospitalized. And on occasion, it'll kill them. And so what they decided was we didn't need more people in the hospital at a time when uh, COVID-19 is like filling our hospitals. So that became an essential thing. And it's also for uh, those of us stuck in our basements, it's calming. Well, but my beloved wife, who shall remain nameless, no fool. Mary Ellen, you mean? She did. (laughs) She had three Zoom cocktail meetings I don't know. How, what, what is in this? one night? Like yes. right after each other. I got to get her number. That's well, like, it's how we stay in touch. Her boss did one. The friends did one. And it's everybody just looking at their phone drinking. Yeah. we. Yeah. I did a, a, a Zoom um, book club last night. And truthfully, mm-hmm. can't remember the name of the book that <laughs> we read. This is horrible. <laughs> but it was fun and interesting people, and so that's what we do. Now, today, joining us, in addition to the wonderful John Elliott. Oh, I didn't even, I'm John. Yeah, John. <laughs> <laughs> is this a 12-step program? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the wonderful John Elliott from uh, Channel 2 in New York, and the wonderful Katie Kushner, Hello. my uh, incredible daughter, who is a or was a senior at American I still am. University. I still unfortunately have to take classes. So. Yeah, you're taking classes online. <laughs> when are now. classes done? Um, 
our online graduation is May 9th, I think. What so does that mean? We it's I'm pretty sure it's just a live stream of them calling people's names. You're I kidding. Couldn't tell you, yeah. Uh, so. And you have to sit through every name. <laughs> I think they're shortening it. I don't they haven't honestly told us what they're doing for mm-hmm. it. Um but that's it. We'll then you, you you watch the mail for your diploma. Yeah, they said six it. to eight weeks after the semester ends, we're getting our diploma in the mail. So, and uh. then no binge drinking parties unless you do them on Zoom. That's what we'll be doing. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're not much of a drinker, but you know, I, every it, once in a while. But but you know, the thing that hurts me is to see you at this pivotal moment in mm-hmm. your life. Twenty two years of of. You know, you can't remember probably when you didn't go to school because you were in preschool when you were two and a half and then, you know, on through and it, it all was moving towards this incredible moment when you would walk up the aisle as a bride, but <laughs> yeah. to pick up your diploma, diploma yeah. uh, in the springtime in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., and and then all of that gets taken away from I you. I was talking yeah. to Michelle Peterson. She works at Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. She's the head of something called the Dove, which is their um, volunteering program. Right. And she says she, her heart breaks for the students because not only do you miss graduation, but at Seton Hall, 2,500 kids a year are involved in some kind of ministry, whether it's uh, food banks, uh, nursing homes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So she said not only do they not get that, but they've made relationships sure. with yeah. people they've been helping, with mm-hmm. students they've been helping those people with, right. all these relationships, and they don't even get to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I have like in in class friends, I guess, and so it's like all these people who like I wouldn't necessarily hang out with outside of. But you'd like to say yeah, goodbye. I'd love to just have that final class together, or like the professors. I enjoyed, you know, being able to say bye to them. So, how many of the kids do you think are going to show up? I know that they're going to do. They're going to try to do something, including cap and gown, in December. Yeah, at Washington. Yeah, at, yeah. How many Washington will sh- American. Depends what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, if you know, who knows? Because if someone has a job, and it's also, you know, they have to pay for that extra plane ticket if they live far away from school. You have a lot of international it's students. Just, yeah, at American. we have a lot. Yeah, mm. so it's hard to say. I mean, luckily, a bunch of my friends think they'll be able to, but it's you know, it's that's far away from now. So. John, your daughter Elizabeth is also graduating. What is what's same her? deal? Uh, the thing at UVA, it's you walk the lawn. This yeah. this lawn that it's a tradition. Thomas Jefferson designed uh, for students yeah. to do in eighteen twenty six, and that's the tradition. And it's just all gone. The other side of that, though, is what a year to get a job for these yeah. graduating seniors. Yeah. So you think everybody, well, when are we going to have a party? When are we going to do this? When are we going to get work? Yeah. Like yeah. Elizabeth is like, everybody's freaked out. If you didn't have something set up rock solid, like before this started in February, everything's like shifting sand right now. It's, Ooh, but it's, I'm sorry, honey, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's even, I have friends who had rock solid job and offers. And they're gone now? Gone. See? Internships gone. Well, so here's a good question. What about the student loans? Because they kick in once you graduate. What about all this? I bet that's another wave. I bet that's going to be something where they're going to somebody's going to finally wake up and say, "Well, if we're giving them three months on mortgages right. and we're giving them three months on auto this and auto that, they've got to do something with these student loans." Yeah, because these yeah. kids are not going to be able to start jobs, and so what are they going to base their being able to pay their loans right. back on? Yeah. Oof, boy. Man. Well, this just took a turn. <laughs> Let's go back to cocktails. Yeah. So we were talking about Zoom cocktails hours and, and Zoom meetings. And 
Kate, it, it's really funny because one of the things I discovered is that 22-year-old girls have a very different style of meeting up on Zoom than folks like me who are like 31 <laughs> okay. or something. <laughs> we we like, like you're doing, I see you doing all these um, like Zoom exercise classes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I go to a boxing studio called Rumble in D.C. Um, they have it a few other places, but we um, they have like Instagram lives every day mm -hmm. um, at different times and instructors from like all over the United States will teach a class. Um, and so one of my best friends works there as just like a front desk person. Um, and so her and I and a couple of our other friends will Zoom while watching the Instagram live and we work out together just to motivate each other because we'd all be going to classes in person together anyway if we were together. So can people know. watch you exercise? That's uh, the only thing I'm worried about. about. Zoom security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's another, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. But. People are popping on to watch you exercise from yeah. Uzbekistan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But no, I mean, it's been, um, it's been nice. Just Error to have, free so far? For, for me, yeah. I know there are people at my school, they had some kind of debate for some class, some club president or something. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard from people that someone popped on and was yelling like really derogatory things about what? women and about different races Yikes. and so, so how, they had how to did they, how did they get the code don't you do you have to be invited you know you have to be invited but i think because they wanted so many people to be involved they probably i think they just had it out there Ooh. i'm not I'm, I'm not involved in the club so i don't know exactly what happened well, but thank goodness because you're not an evil racist well no it was it was the club no, was like not. everyone that was completely normal it's just someone got the code somehow popped in and started screaming something and derogatory hacked it, hacked hacked it basically so they had wow. to end the debate early um because of that so that's you know a whole nother thing and it's during classes even people random people pop in and say or do stupid things so i know some people tried to switch off of zoom to some of the other you know google hangout there's or meetup microsoft or, something there's a but, yeah. but you know what yeah. some of them are a lot tougher for those of us who aren't tech savvy yeah they're yeah. a lot tougher to access and so like our book club last night was supposed to meet on one of the google sites and everybody was struggling with it and finally they went okay i'm sending another invite for zoom and then you click and there you are yeah. and you know so they have made it easier but i guess it's also easier for evil creepy people yeah. to jump in yeah. on board i mean i know they're they're putting more um like uh, restrictions on it I think I know for one of the ones that my the setting that my professor uses there's a weight room technically and so you have to be like accepted into the into the general meeting right now. right so I know like that's what my friends and I and my classes are starting to use just so that you can't just pop in there all of a sudden but again if you have an enormous crowd you still have to wait for that what if you have a hundred people that are popping in for yeah some kind of meeting who yeah. is in charge of making sure they vet every single person trying to get into yeah. the meeting. Yeah. It's tough. I, you know, you and I talked also about how different like fashion is. Like I do a bunch of zoom meetings either like with sales at work or with, you know, clients or friends or whatever. And I always have like this sensibility that, okay, I've got to like fix my hair. I've got to have makeup on because if I don't, people are going to go, Ooh, she doesn't look good. She looks like she's got it. What's going on here? But, <laughs> but <laughs> people your age are like, 
they just don't. I mean, especially for class, I think in general, when we're walking around campus, no one dresses up like a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now, since we're all just basically laying in bed taking classes, they're like, it's kind of weird if you have Are you makeup laying on. in bed taking. I mean, no, I sit at a desk okay. because I like to separate that. But a right lot of people next I know, to her bed, right? Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, people will wear. If you put on makeup, it's just kind of weird. Not, really? I mean, no one really cares. It's not like anyone's going to call you out, but like. Everyone just kind of shows up in their pajamas. I know some of my friends roll up, roll out of bed, and then five minutes later, they're in class. So Another individual in this house was online taking a class, and some kid pulled out a bong while the professor was doing the... What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, well, a, I, it's a joke. I have two tips for uh, uh, people that aren't in pajamas or tempted to be there. Mm-hmm. Two words. Yeah. Lighting... An elevation. <laughs> elevation? Elevation. What is that? Elevation. What does that mean? Do not do a zoom on your laptop. Uh, yeah. When you're looking at your laptop, because it makes your neck look horrible, <laughs> makes your head look goofy. All you got to do is, no, uh, we have an ice bucket. Hold your hand up in the air for an Wrong. hour? Wrong. No. Get an ice bucket. See something about the size of that Poland spring. If that were flat on top, put right. your laptop on top of it. So it's looking down and your and head is up like you are magnificent. Your head, no, you look like that. It makes you look so much more comfortable. It makes you look so much more attractive. Ah. And if you have the light in front of you, not behind you, and don't be right next to a wall. Yeah, you look like, oh, this beautiful creature. <laughs> well, just, you'd be shocked. Because yeah. I'm like, I just can't believe the, some of the stuff. And I'll say, look, we're going to do a Zoom, Zoom interview. I interviewed a priest last week. Right. This guy, smart. He took the thing to the chapel. He had depth. He had lighting. It's well, like, hey, Father, forgive me. <laughs> he looked great. But then other people, they're right up against the wall. There's no depth. It's like, oh, man. That's Je- interesting. Yeah. Elevation. Yeah, that's funny. I, um, yesterday... I recorded, um, for, we do a, at, at the radio station, as you well know, we do a, um, every year we do a, a, a holiday show for the children at Blythdale Children's Rehabilitative uh, Hospital. And so these little ones right now are stuck in a position where not only can they not see their parents and outsiders, but they can't even like mingle together because of all of this. And so they're lonely and it's, you know, so I, I read a book to them, but you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to have Katie shoot this on her iPhone and then send it to, and she said, no, she said, let's use the laptop, but it was, it actually was set up. I like set it up kind of high. That's it. And, um, and was able to read the book and show them the the, the you pictures. Know, the pictures, and then my dog jumped into it. They loved it. Of course, <laughs> I sort of helped her jump into it, and then she went. <laughs> she started, crying. which we had to edit out. <laughs> she went because <laughs> I grabbed her. <laughs> Katie said, "I think you want to send that to the children. <laughs> you abusing your puppy." <laughs> and at the end, no animals were harmed. In the right, of exactly. Story. No, you see this awkward where my head just turns because we <laughs> cut out the. <laughs> but, you know, there, I have to say, and, and I'm going to throw it back to you for this, John, because you're a TV guy. For radio people, I've been getting tons of messages and even neighbors who say, man, it sounds like you guys on the radio are in the same room. I, it's amazing that Scott is down at his 
fabulous abode in Florida and you're up here in your basement in Montclair, New Jersey and you were here with me for yeah. a while as well until you weren't. Yeah, something. well. And, um, but with television, it's a whole different thing because people see your background. Yeah. So, I think, you know, for me, I've learned this whole idea of, wow, I got to position the, if I'm doing a Zoom, I got to position it so there's like a flickering fire in the fireplace behind me or something <laughs> that makes it look interesting or decent. In Katie's, you know, position, she's beautiful young girl, so she can lay back on her pillow and do her classes. But for you, you're talking to millions of people. Well, at and least what has happened 20 or 30. You're not, you're not even allowed in a studio anymore, right? No, our studio's totally shut down. And then with the guidelines from uh, all the tri-state governors about stay home, there's this big push, all the anchors are at home. Right. That, you know, is starting to erode a bit which is good It'd be are they getting to... bored at home is that why or well, is it well we'd not all, access to the we'd right equipment all rather be in the studio sure because there's a problem with audio there's a delay right this morning right. i did a show with mary kelby she's in westchester right i got chris raggy in bergen and i'm in essex and it's got to be routed through new york up and down and there's like a two second delay so you can't really talk to each other it's just a lot of over to you thanks i'll take it back to you and it's like all of that yeah but i think i i say i don't want to lose sight of something because this is just horrible for everybody so i take my job on television as like it's i have an obligation to look good mm -hmm. and to look comfortable and to feel yeah so you people can offer some peace in. yes yeah i am shocked i, am I posted too. something about my on Facebook about my mom and it's my first Easter without my mom Aww, and there yeah. was always a saying she would say Lord is risen you had to say the Lord is risen indeed yeah, but that was just the rule yeah so I just Aww, you know it's just oh. like you know yeah and number one the volume was amazing but it was the long comments right one woman said I just lost my brother last week oh oh I know how tough lo and it's like oh my gosh yeah and she couldn't say goodbye to him in the hospital yeah, no. because you're separated. Right. So it's like, I don't want to be like, you know, I'm worried about my makeup. I'm worried about this because the reality is I am because I, I, I want people who are watching on TV to feel comfortable and not be distracted by some freak on a bad camera who's lit like Frankenstein. Yeah. Just want to put people at ease. I have to tell you, I love seeing you on TV. Um, prefer you on radio because then you're with me. Yeah, yeah. But um, there, there is something really interesting about this moment in time. Sure is. Like seeing you, like a um, uh, lady who works for me, Gracie, said to me the other day, she said, oh, I saw John Elliott sitting outside by a fire. Yep. You know, I there is something really kind of beautiful about and, and I don't know if you appreciate it or if it's difficult, but you're getting a peek into a personal a, a personal part of your life, whether it's I saw you sitting by the fireplace in your living room. Um, I saw my doggies mm -hmm. on TV with yep. you. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I kind of feel I, that we did an interview with Dr. Oz. Um, we've done a number of them, and he continues to talk about how grateful he is for this opportunity to see the beauty in this more intimate form of conversation that doesn't involve 
giant, incredible lighting, you know, big sets, costumes, makeup, and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, you are a natural beauty, so you don't have to well, worry about there that. there is that. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there is something really... I don't know. I feel like there's, it's a hug. It's like, I feel like, again, yeah, and we are all in this together. They keep telling us that. But when I see people like you sharing a little more uh, intimate part of their lives, I do feel like I'm in it with you as opposed to that, that beautiful Channel 2 yeah. set, which is fine, and you'll go back to that. But I think people crave connection. I do too. Because they cannot be connected. Right. You can't you can't touch anybody. You can't go up to people on the street. You have to yell at them across the street. You can't it's just a time where we're starved. Well, I'll go further than that. I think before all of this, we still were craving connection. I mean, Kate, you can speak to that. Um you are in a generation in which you pretty much only text one another. Yeah. You don't hear the warmth or the expression or the emotion of a human voice all that much when you're communicating with friends. Um, Do you talk more to friends now? Are you spending more time on, talking or, or still texting? Um, I mean, I don't Zoom or like FaceTime my friends every day, but we definitely, I prefer talking face-to-face with someone. She always has, um, yeah. Yeah, but... I think I'm definitely talking to my friends more because we can't we can't really see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it really just depends. I think we try to if we're not texting, then we're FaceTiming. If we're not FaceTiming, then we're texting. So mm. I don't know. It's just it's an interesting thing because I mean, our generation, John. I mean, you're much younger than no. me. But. <laughs> I remember party lines. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Um, our generation has been kind of um, perplexed by the lack of live communication, live talk. Live. And interestingly enough, her generation are the ones that have really wholeheartedly embraced podcasting. And there's a part of me that thinks it's because they do crave that intimate connection. Yep. The beauty of, and I always say this, it's the reason, sorry, I chose radio and I had done television is because I feel like when it's just audio it's like a great book you climb inside someone's head and you create a picture Mm -hmm. and the picture you create in their head is far more vibrant than if you show them a flat picture because they contribute to the painting exactly they're in they're making the The color the depth the, the form is is partly them and I think you know and I think that I think that's a big part of why you guys love to listen to podcasts because um in media and and sadly particularly in radio uh there's kind of been a loss of that ability to just kind of reach inside somebody and say hey have you ever thought about this or did you see this what do you think about it when you saw you know whatever on television or you saw somebody do this what did that make you feel you know when it's just sound you're on their side of the camera we're all looking at the world and responding to the world from this side and i think podcasting does that and i think at its best television does that yeah there are people and i really put you in that category 
who can create that feeling of connection and that warmth that makes you feel like, I think he's just talking to me. Um, for the most part, television doesn't do that. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty people who are really good at reading copy and telling you what happened, you know. But you know, when you talk about like, this this is the big debate in our world. Every show, and it's not CBS, NBC, or ABC, it's just the numbers. Mm-hmm. What is the new death count? What is the new this? What is the new that? And we have to get beyond the numbers. Right. That's, uh, and I don't know how you do that, how you break through, but I think this cavalcade, this bombardment of numbers is why we had Tiger King. Right. Why people want to escape. Well, it goes even beyond that. I mean, we live in a time, you and I, when we were little kids, there, it wasn't this in unbelievably mercenary time in which everybody, everything, it's all about stuff and expensive stuff. When we were kids, you know, we didn't, it was like you got, you got a few toys for Christmas mm-hmm. or for Hanukkah or whatever it was you were celebrating or your birthday. And you had, you know, balloons and um, Kool-Aid and cookies outside on the bench, you know. It's, it's a different time. And I think that um, we live in this, this time where it's more money, money, money. How much can we advertise? How much money can we bring in? How much can we sell to the public? And I think that's part of what has created that, that need to just, you know. Get away, escape. Yeah, well, that's the other side of it. You know, uh, at at times we just say, oh my God, I just need freedom. I need to just breathe fresh air, go outside, look at a tree, look at the sky, and not think about all the stuff. But you can't without your mask on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, for me, like I've been working out and going on runs a lot during this too, and I find it very interesting. There are so many people, so many more people going outside and like going on walks or like running or walking their dogs than I've ever seen before when I used to do that prior to this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just because, you know, people are sitting inside yeah. and doing the same thing every day and hearing and, you know, hearing horrible news. And then they're just like, well, getting depressed. now I'm now I can go and, you know, be outside and just kind of clear my head. So but it's also all about balance. I think you need to hear the bad news in order to understand how severe this is. It's about balance, but it's also about rebalance Mm -hmm. because 80% of the pollutants in the air come from transportation. Mm -hmm. So those numbers are down 30 to 60%. Right. Have you noticed how clean the air is? Yeah. Very quickly, by the way. Shocking. Yeah, Yeah. Because you would believe that we have spent 50 years destroying the atmosphere and yet... It wouldn't take two weeks for it (laughs) to just... (laughs) Wow. For everything. I mean, they have like shots from the space station showing how much clearer the air is. It's very... It's... It's really kind of interesting, and it and it kind of begs the question, you know. And I'm not going to be a naysayer about masks because, man, I fasten them on the minute I go. You if do? I'm, yeah, if I'm going into the well, you have to in New Jersey. Yeah, it's a no. law, and not when I go out for a walk, but when I go. I, and here's the funny thing: I had to go to the drugstore the other day, so I had this newish mask that I put on. And I walked into the store, and I'm walking around, and all of a sudden, it pops off my ear and falls down. And I went, oh, God. I put it back on. 
walking aisle, aisle, aisle. Oh, there it goes again. Huh, okay, whatever. Nobody was near me. I kept walking, then I got all my stuff. So then I go up and I get in line to check out. And as the guy says, next person in line, I look over at the guy and he, I swear to God, he has a World War II gas mask on with like charcoal canisters. <laughs> Aspirators that, that, on His it. whole face. Uh, you can barely understand what he's saying. And I went, oh, and as I did it, my mask popped <laughs> off my face. And I went, oh, good. And I'm like trying to put it back on my face. And I'm going over there and he's looking at me through his goggles. And I... I start putting stuff on the counter and I'm like, I'm sorry, I know that I look dis-. and And the only gloves I had at that moment were ones that I had used for coloring my hair because I can't go to get my hair done. Oh my God. So they're like little plastic bags, baggies, basically. <laughs> I'm doing that. My mask is falling off and this guy is all suited up like he's going into battle. Well, I mean, Ugh. working at a drugstore, you don't know who's no, going to be not coming true, in. True. So. No, We're no, no, no. This is not about him. Darth this is Vader. about me. This yeah. is about my mask falling off, my gloves having holes in them, and feeling panicked. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm panicked. Uh, what am I panicked about? You yeah, know? what are you panicked about? He's not putting anything on me. He's no. breathing out through charcoal canisters. You got nothing to worry about. Nobody else yeah, was but around it's me. Whoever's touching the table, whoever, you know what I mean? There's just, you you're just don't to scare you, me. You didn't Katie. lick your hands, did no. you? You didn't lick the gloves. <laughs> but that's how I got in the car. You're touching the car, you're touching the steering wheel, and then. All right, do you wear gloves in the car? I see people. So I, see people I did today. Suited up. I did you, only because I, I wanted to wash up in their car. Yeah, who's in the no, car? No, I don't. With I you? take the mask off. They they have you can't the mask breathe. And the gloves. Yeah. You cannot breathe in that mask. Uh, I don't know. I had. I wear a bandana. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I went. I wanted to get some. Uh, uh, they're you like, like a bandito. Well, no. What well, there's these things that you can put pictures on the wall. Right. And you don't have to put them. You know, nail or anything. They're right. called stick-ups. Right. So I went in and I said, where are the stick-ups? And they thought it was a stick-up. So then, you know, Gosh. they called the cops. It was all over my bandana. Were the cops properly suited up? They weren't going to touch me. They didn't know where my face had been. You are nuts. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, Governor Cuomo says, partly because the death numbers are down, the worst is over. Do you agree with that? Yes. Katie? <laughs> um, for me, I fear that by him saying that, people aren't going to take it as seriously as they generation? were before. Yeah. Your and generation. So I think, we're going to go back and up. And so I the, think that people curve. are going to start thinking that they can do things, you know, not be as... Um, Socially distant as we still should be. Vigilant. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I already see people that are, they're still being distant when they're seeing people, but, you know, they are starting to meet up with friends again. They're starting to not be as careful as they should be. So I just fear that it's going to ruin our progress. Because we're being driven crazy. I think, and I hate to be the naysayer here, why well, should now be any different? <laughs> that's right. That's me. So negative. Um, one of the things that scares me is that I think that the 
financial impact has yet to really hit. I mean, yes, there are people who have lost their jobs and at this moment are saying, oh my God, I got to pay the rent or I got to buy food. But for the vast majority of people, you still have, you're, you still have some kind of an income. You know, went to the store today, uh, Costco, and suited up. And I went, oh, I guess the line starts around the corner of the store. Walked around the corner of the store the line was a quarter of a mile long. Wow. It went all the way down, you know, those giant Costco warehouses, around the parking lot, down another row of buildings, around that row of buildings. To another Costco. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Wait, I'll get on that line. But I realized, you know... You keep reading stuff in the paper about they they just this week shut down. Now, I don't know if you're a big pork eater, but they shut down, I think it was uh, Smithfield. It's a pork processing place. In, one of, in South Dakota, I think. Exactly. Yeah. And they process between 4 and 5% of all the par- pork, park? pork in the country. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a hell of a lot because they're just one place. And so you look at that kind of thing and you realize that... Um, a lot of people getting sick. A lot of, for a lot of reasons, they close those down. For a, a lot of people, you know, okay, you dig into savings or you get that $1,200 check from the government, but it's going to take a while for the economy to jump back into place. And, um, and I sort of, you know, and this is not a political statement, I sort of understand why there are a lot of people in in government who are saying, we've got to get this economy back up and running, even if it means that we begin by allowing one out of 10 people back in. Maybe there are people who have already been through this or who, for whatever reason, have antibodies. We begin the process of ramping up because God knows where we're going to wind up with all of these businesses that are are either going to shut down permanently. I mean, you see all these, these, these stores that are talking about, you know, places like Macy's, big stores that have had a rough time anyway because of the advent of online shopping. Right. And now they're talking about shutting down permanently. So back to uh, the worst is over. Uh, mm-hmm. Fauci says, you know, death rates going down is good, but they have to drop. They have to like it. Ha- it can't just be this right. back and forth, up right. down, up down. It's just going to be down, 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 down. Right. And then in Wuhan, where they're letting people start to travel again, numbers are coming back. Well, yes, but one of the things uh, we got to speak today with Doctor Oz, and one of the things he said is he thinks this incident of incidents of people who were well but now are. Yeah, testing being, positive yeah. again. Mm-hmm. He said, people don't realize this, but he said for most of the kinds of tests that we do with these kinds of things, about a third of them are false, have false results. Well, that's good. So he said frequently <laughs> with these kinds of people, what happens is, you know, they're sick and then they test them and go, hey, you're clear. And he said, really what it is, is they're jamming something up your nose to test and maybe they miss the spot where the virus is hanging out. Oh, God. Yeah, I know that's a little scary, but he, 
I actually like that scenario better than the idea that someone who's been infected could be reinfected. Mm -hmm. That's more scary to me than the idea that they could just miss the virus on that. Because what do we, what happens if we find ourselves in this constant cycle of quarantine, no quarantine, quarantine, no quarantine. And what's the threshold going to be? I mean, I know the numbers are far higher with this than the flu, Right. but what's to stop somebody from saying it's going to be a bad flu season. We need to stop everything shut the economy down, everybody stay home, because the flu is killing people too. Well, yeah, because God forbid you are the politician that says, well, it's only 1% of the population. Who cares if it's one? You can't say that because that, that is not a, a politically correct thing to say. And, and God knows maybe it isn't, but maybe instead of just shutting everything down, we begin to adopt a little more careful Um, way of handling ourselves around other people. I mean, here's the interesting thing about COVID-19 in particular is um, the doctors that are watching this whole thing say it's mutated. This virus has mutated about eight times since it, you know, they first discovered it, which is a, a fairly low number for viruses. If you know, with the flu, it mutates so much that every year they don't even know that the flu vaccine they give you is going to work. Is going to even work yeah. with this one. It mutates much more slowly and in much smaller increments. And they're now thinking that if they come up, when they come up, they have come up, but they test it with a vaccine that treats us. It may actually keep us clear for more than just that season because it will protect us against smaller mutations. So I think there's a lot to be hopeful for. Yes, but I, I just wonder where, how this ultimately will change society. You talk about the economy. You talk about the social side of it. Do you yeah. think the world is going to be changed by this? Absolutely. Is that a good thing? That is up to us to determine right? how we react to it. This had better change us. Mm-hmm. We had better learn from this. Right. I mean, we better nail down the genesis of this thing because now it's all this political, well, it wasn't in China, it was in Europe, then it went to China. You know, it's all of a sudden becoming a blame game, which is a political game, right. not a scientific game. Right. We got to keep it scientific and then we have to... We have to make, ask some real hard questions. Dr. Fauci says, don't ever shake hands again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I like touching people. I like, I like touching people too. I like that. I understand it. Um, but I'm also a person who in my, as I said, 31 years on earth. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, has only had the flu maybe once or twice. So to me, a lifetime of hugging people, shaking hands, making that warm kind of contact with them up close is worth the flu that I've had. Um, is it worth giving up my life? I guess not. But but now are we going to say it's not about you. It's about you making somebody else sick. Right. Well, yeah. we are saying that. Yeah. And, and that's a very good viral point. shedding. What do you think, Kate? I mean, you're younger. What do you You've think? You've got many more Do you years. think we should never shake hands or hug each other again? Um, I think right now it may seem that way just because everything's so new and, you know, everything's changing. But once we kind of get a grasp on this, I think that society is not going to be back to normal, whatever that means. But I think we're all going to be more cognizant of everything but 
I don't think we're never gonna be able to like hug other people again. I th- it may take a while until we can, but you'll sort of choose who you hug. You'll demand a swab test first. Well, I also wonder. There are so many privacy things coming up now. Yeah. Do you know what they're doing? Everybody's coded and colored in China now. Mm. So you have to have a card with green, yellow, red, and then you have to every. And in Korea, it's all about everybody's. They they have infrared cameras. If your skin looks a little hot, they can any arbitrarily uh, take your temperature. I mean, are we going to give up all our privacy? Right. To make sure nobody else gets sick. Where, where are you going to draw that line in this new post-COVID? Well, if you believe the conspiracy theorists, they're saying that, uh, that have you, did you see this whole thing about them claiming, uh, what's his face, Stone, um, the, the guy that was friends with uh, Trump, but he was in prison. Roger. Roger Stone, talking about how Bill Gates was behind the whole COVID-19 thing because he has a vested interest in implanting chips in everyone so that we can trace people figure out where they're going figure out their illnesses because he believes and he's saying that that the whole science behind it is that we can stop spreading all kinds of illnesses well that's the if rationale we can follow people and see okay we know that you are a carrier of this now we know where you're going and who you're who you're with so we will prevent you from spreading illnesses see and it's all but and that sounds great yeah but what kind of privacy are you giving up well yeah what kind of liberty are and you by the giving way, up i don't espouse that i'm, I'm Just not because saying you that think i think bill, bill gates, gates is the antichrist <laughs> yeah, they and you heard it right so he here microchip you on the final episode of news on the rocks <laughs> and then she disappeared yeah we don't know what happened to wow, her wow she's completely gone but i can i i i worry about some of these big mega shifts i worry what companies are going to do when they realize everybody can work from home so why have anybody come in yeah you know, I, we don't I, need all that ex- expensive real yeah, estate. Yeah, you know, and I just wonder about what's it going to mean. Are we going to bow to each other? Are we? What are we going to do? Well, we're certainly if we do that, we're going to take away the beauty of human interaction, mm-hmm. which is the one thing computers can't do. Exactly, and that's the thing that worries me for whatever future you and I have, but also the future that Kate has yeah. moving forward. You know. I know. Go ahead. No, sorry. Um, I know for me, I've kind of learned to appreciate things more than I used to. Just that idea of being able to see my friends every day and, you know, being able to go outside and not have to worry about getting sick um, or getting other people sick. You know, I think hopefully that this teaches people to just appreciate the people around them and the things that they are able to do in nature and life. Yeah. Cause right now we're just so restricted and it, for me, like I've thought about being in college and being able to just go out with my friends and not have to worry about anything. And so I know that when I'm able to do that, I'm going to appreciate it more and be more in the moment than I was before. So yeah, the, uh, the, uh, priest I talked to I said what's your message for people you know this we're wrapping up the holy season he just says one word open mm-hmm. stay open open yeah. hearts open mind and stay in the minute so you mm-hmm. can enjoy what you have mm-hmm. and then when everything's back you savor it more yeah so it's funny I and I've shared this with you I've shared it with Katie 14,000 times but <laughs> one of my favorite quotes is from Albert Camus and it it's along the lines of 
in the midst of winter, I discovered within me an invincible summer. And so I think that's essential for us. You mm-hmm. go through things like this. It feels like a winter, but there is so much to learn and so much to grasp. And exactly, I love that you just said that, that you have learned what it, there is to appreciate in this in this life that it doesn't just involve stuff or, you know, it, it involves being there with friends, looking at the sky, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Suffering uh, leads to endurance. Mm-hmm. Endurance leads to character. Character builds hope. Yeah. And you have to have hope. If we didn't have hope, how dire would this really be? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Wow. We should all hug, but we can't. <laughs> Look, here's your yeah. hug. Get away from me. Here. Don't touch me. Kick my feet. Kick my feet. Don't touch oh, me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I grabbed her foot. Yeah. Oh. Now she's licking yeah, her you've hand. You've got to like, put Clorox oh. on this. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 